Uh, episode 12 we are. We are 13. I think so. I think it's episode 12. No, wait, no. It's episode it might 12, be. Yeah. We're episode 13. Unlucky for some. Unlucky for listeners. Way. <laughs> <laughs> well, the listeners are pretty unlucky if they're still listening to us. Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of the Justice League podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Kieran, and the correct way of making tea is milk first. Okay, that upsets me, you see. I'm Trenta, and the correct way for making tea is in the microwave. Oh, <laughs> that upsets me more. <laughs> milk first in the microwave. I'm Adam, and I'm not even going to get into that because that is just appalling. <laughs> That's wrong. That's just that's just wrong. And welcome to the How to Make Tea podcast. <laughs> yes, the Justice Tea podcast. No, you don't put milk in first. Why do you put milk in first? You do put milk in first. No. <laughs> you put the milk in first because then you know how much water to put in. Exactly. No. Yeah. If, yeah. if you put milk in first, then it it weakens the tea. How does it weaken the tea? Have you not tea? seen it's exactly rich the same. Have you not seen ritual ladies? You know, you know what you do, Adam. You put the milk in, then put the tea bag in the milk, right? And then <sighs> when you pour the water on, you pour it no. directly onto the tea bag slowly, no. right? So that yep, no. so yep, exactly. that the water hitting no. it disperses the tea. No. Yep. You know, you know that's you know that scene in in A Clockwork Orange where they're making Alex watch all those horrible things to to try and brainwash <laughs> him. That's just what you were just doing to me then mentally with tea you don't do that that's that's just in that's inefficient that's not inefficient that's incredibly efficient i'm with you on this trend it's appallingly inefficient faster brew faster cup that's not a fast then you don't have to go around judging and guessing the how much milk you need to put in and going oh crap i need to pour some water because i haven't got enough room for my milk whoa whoa if you're good at making tea you don't need to guess you know you just know Anyway, but why do you have to guess when you just put the milk in first? You don't have to guess. You just do it, and you get it right. Oh, there you go. He's a, he's agreeing with us now, Trantha. So there you go. No, <laughs> you put the water in Milk first. Honestly, we're we're discussing this quite civilly. I bet there'd be people there throwing all sorts of shit at each other because of this. Oh, I get I get shit thrown at me in work because of this. Good. I mean, we can get onto your poor working conditions later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we'll let Simon know to listen in. I don't mind either way, to be fair. I tend to make it milk after these days, but yes. I don't mind either way. I'll tell you what, Ricky, if I make you a cup of tea, it'll blow your mind. <laughs> if you put it in the microwave, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it would irradiate his mind. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are on about. You put the milk in, you put the water in, you give it a stir, you leave the spoon in, you put it in the microwave. What the <laughs> You don't put metal things in the microwave. <laughs> that already takes you out of the race. I'm, te- I'm telling you. And then you become... It'll blow your mind. No. Yeah, it'll blow up your microwave too. You be- if you're close to the microwave, then it will blow up your mind. And then you become ra- um, radioactive tea man. Radioactive tea man. <laughs> <laughs> the radioactive tea bag. Yeah, the goggles do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, McBain. That's not, that's not McBain, that's Rainier. Mr. Wolfcastle. So, yeah, I tell you what, um, for our listeners, hashtag milk first, <laughs> hashtag Adam, 
Adam's right. No, not Adam. I mean, as Kieran <laughs> yeah. already pointed just, just out. Just hashtag Adam. Just as Kieran it. already pointed out, that most of his workmates, or all of his workmates, are chastising him for this. So I would say general consensus. I haven't said this, everyone. Plus, there's more There's more negative people than positive people. I don't think Kieran's co-workers should really be the anchor of society here. Wow. <laughs> I, I remember getting into an argument with him. So, you know, super noodles... So I I like to make them in the so- uh, saucepan, like you yes. know, bring up the water to boil, mix it, like leave uh, it boil until there's like lo- no water left. Serve. That's the instruction. They, they microwave the it. They microwave it. Well, you you can, but the best way is just. But that's not them. that's not the right way. The saucepan is the best way. Yeah, but don't don't get into microwave discussions because then you're gonna you're gonna cause a milk first microwave later <laughs> fracture in your. In your, in your alliance there. The problem with microwaved, microwave soup noodles is fine, but... It's not fine. You might as well just have a pot noodle because there's so much water left in it when you microwave it. it it's basically just a pot noodle in I, a bowl. I just find... I, I microwave things sometimes, like soups and things like that, if I'm being... You know, if I'm trying to make food quickly. I find sometimes it, there's just a bit of a difference in taste. Might be the radioactivity. But, uh... So... We all agree, milk first and saucepan nope. noodles. No, uh, saucepan noodles, yes. Not milk first. <laughs> I like how you there tried you go, to... Uh, Tranta, you can um, uh, edit yeah, that, right? To I make him that. say yes. <laughs> uh, okay. I like how you no. tried to trick him into it. <laughs> it's okay, because Adam already said that he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I will this one. This will be, be the deciding factor. <laughs> Is this the end of the Justice League? Find out Oh, by the way, time. I'm drinking... I'm drinking a very well-made cup of tea where the hot water went in first. No microwaving involved. Oh, so you so you're drinking an incorrect cup of tea? <laughs> no, I'm well, drinking very correct. I cup would of argue tea. that I'm he drinking is drinking, it wrong. An incorrect, uh, drinking an incorrect cup of tea because he's got because the soy bean milk. juice in there. No, tea is not with milk. Wait, wait, wait. So you tea don't stir your tea with the sausage? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I just don't like going out and buying sausages just to stir my tea. I'm sorry. Ne- next, he's, next, he's gonna say he doesn't dip biscuits into his tea. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Everyone dips biscuits in tea. Why do you think I had the f- tattoos? Adam, Adam, how long do you dip the biscuit? Uh, enough so they dissolve and they, there's no there's no biscuits uh, anymore. It just depends just... on the biscuit. Are we getting into that now? So, what's everyone's top Dunkin' biscuit? Oh. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate hobnob. That's a good one. Obviously, I can't, but that is a good one. Chocolate hobnobs are really Adam's going to say um, rich tea on on nice biscuits now. No, no, oh, I said like rich tea. Rich, rich tea, yeah, rich tea's nice, simple. You can't dunk rich tea; it just falls into the bottom of the cup. No, again, this is that's like why you have a special right. emergency spoon for your milk. No, 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 no. <laughs> for your tea. again, a seasoned biscuit dunker doesn't have to worry about that. That's just that's just novice. If you don't know how to control your rich tea biscuits, stay the fuck away from tea. And biscuits. You show a rich tea to a you... cup of tea and it just falls apart. Nope, <laughs> that's a novice talking right there. Thank you very much. You know, um, if the biscuit falls in, all you got to do is take your metal spoon out of the microwave <laughs> and fish it out. <laughs> After it's cooled down, like when you've like put it under cold water for a few days. A few days. <laughs> That's why I'm saying I have an emergency spoon for my tea. <laughs> we have talked nearly ten minutes about tea and biscuits at the moment, which is great. 
So another ten minutes then? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just occurred to me, Adam, that you've got tea and biscuits tattooed on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> although you make tea wrong and dunk biscuits no, no, no. wrong. No, no, yeah. I am the authority here. If I if I've gone throughout my way to get these these words tattooed to my fingers, then clearly I know something. So by that logic, I can have scientist tattooed across my knuckles and just tell everyone I'm a scientist. No, because you aren't. But I am a tea and biscuit expert. <laughs> he says drinking a cup of tea. But your logic would mean fresh out the microwave. Yeah, your logic would mean that just getting something tattooed across your fingers means that you're that. Thing. No. So I can get um, non-diabetic tattooed on my fingers, right? Yeah, and then your liver will work. You can. Are oh, you pancreas? <laughs> Liv- <laughs> liver? Just <laughs> liver's failing. Is this how you explain to me that I have no liver, though, Rick? No, no, he, he's, he's telling you, actually, you're not, you've not been diabetic for years. You've actually had chronic liver failure. Oh, I see. Been given the wrong that stuff. explains a lot. Okay. Should we carry on? Yeah, let's carry on. So, um, if you've seen a uh, social media posts we're going to talk about our favourite villains from like video games and movies and most importantly comic books most importantly so do you want to explain how we came up with this topic Kieran? I would if I remembered what and how we <laughs> made it up and who I am okay so I was trying to all I, all I remember is that we uh, figured out that we should uh, watch the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy again Yes, yeah. which we finished last night. Me and Kieran were just chatting the other day about... I think we were fantasy casting some of the Spider-Man villains. And it got and we ended up in that conversation of Spider-Man and Batman having the best rogues gallery. And that's why they are the two most popular characters. Because of the rogues galleries. Yeah. So like, and then we chatted about whether or not Spider Man was better or Batman, and then Kieran went, "We should talk about this on the podcast." <laughs> we should never talk about anything ever again unless we've got a voice recorder in front of us. <laughs> or a face recorder. Are you recording your face? I deny all allegations of whatever comes up in the future or the past. <laughs> should we start with that then? Who do you reckon's got the best rogues gallery in comics? Spider Man. I, I don't know. I think it, I'd be I'd be split between the two of them. It depends on the writer and who's reinvented the characters. I guess I would say consistently maybe uh, Spider Man, which sounds kind of shock horror. I was you know, expecting to say Batman. No, I think they they recycle. You know, DC kind of recycle. Uh, you know, a new writer comes on and they recycle because Batman only has one title as well, uh, other than Detective and Justice so League. Usually, no, but yeah, but I mean, like you know, you got you got amazing, spectacular. What else is going on at the moment? Friendly neighborhood. No, I think. Uh, you've always got. I think it's only two at the moment. But you know, you got de- you got you got detective and you got Batman titles, and so you find that a new writer comes on and they want to basically start with like one of the big four or five, you know, like Joker, Riddler, Penguin, somebody like that. They try and do a they try and introduce a new character, and it usually means that somebody else is going to get roped in. But with Spider Man, you know, you you know, we all know. You have an all a whole epic based on the reimagining of the vulture, you know, or, or so, something new the vulture's doing, there's something new Sandman's doing, or things like that, and it it can be tied into a much bigger universe, a big story. Like Ends of the Earth is a fantastic uh, idea of that, obviously, which made his way into the Doc Ock thing with Superior. So no, I think I think Spider Man. I I think Spider Man. Remember, all of our opinions 
and let if you disagree with them, and actually Adam, so go at him on Facebook and Twitter. No. Yeah, if you if you disagree with my opinions, then you're entitled to disagree with your my opinions. I'm 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 sure Ricky would probably be able to add to that a thousandfold with uh, Spider Man. So like for me, it would be Spider Man, but it is closer than you'd expect because like me and Kieran were going through things. Um and like like for like and so like if you liken Joker to Green Goblin, I think Joker as an out and out villain is better. But the fact that you've got the Norman Osborn aspect to Green Goblin, which you don't get with the Joker, because he is he is just the Joker, um, mm. kind of adds yeah, another yeah. spin to it. And then as you start going down, I think Spider Man's villains stay strong. So like you know mm. once you get past the big five or six with Batman, then you start getting into, like, kind of derivatives of other Batman villains. Yeah. Yeah, so it's weird in that way, and it's like, um, I would say just about, but, like, at the same time, you know, you've got Batman has got the Joker, he's got Raish, and and stuff like that. So, like, it is very yeah, close, I think... but I would say Spider-Man just about. Cons- consistently. Yeah, no, cons- consistently Spider-Man does. I I always I'm always surprised when some writer picks out uh, an existing villain who hasn't had his time to sh- his or her time to shine for a while or ever. Uh you know, like a Grant Morrison type run where suddenly they pick somebody that's not been in the comics for years and suddenly they they make them relevant, you know. Or they introduce a new type of character. I mean, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, Spidey just has these kind of ready-made, ready-to-go villains that um, they just seem to work really. See, what I love about Spider-Man villains is that they're all they're all so colourful and over the top. Mm, yeah. Like physically, you know, you got the the Vulture. He's got these massive wings and he flies. You got Scorpion, who's just like, yeah, I'm wearing a giant scorpion suit. <laughs> Like, like they're all, you know, classic comic booky villains, and that's and that's always fun. But at the same time, yeah, Batman villains. When you want a bit more, I mean, I say realism, but you've got ones like you know Killer Croc. But a lot of them, the majority are like criminals, you know, mobs and gangsters like mm. Penguin and uh, Two Face, and they're all like they've got their gangs, and it's it's more plausible, and it and it makes it a bit more enjoyable especially as like you know an adult reader yeah yeah i think um it illustrates the difference between the two publishers as well because even though marvel has got their world their universe set in a real you know in a real earth you know it's set in new york most of the world is set in new york uh, sorry most of the stories are set in new york there's this there's still this and there's nothing wrong with this at all there's still this punchy poppy kind of classic feel to the stuff dc's never really had a structured universe they've tried and they do try and, it, and you, you know these characters exist in the same worlds but um there's there's something a little bit more grittier about it uh, but i i think you're right you know about the colorful thing you could even draw some of the marvel characters in silhouette spidey's you know rogues gallery in silhouette and you'd be able to tell who they are mm. even characters like craven you know or even chameleon chameleon would be the most obvious one because he'd be the least obvious one you know when we were going through it and we were liking like liking for like and it's like lizard or killer croc and yeah i think i prefer the lizard just because of the kirk connor's stuff i've read some interesting stuff with killer croc in though as well i i don't know i think i'd probably have to lean towards croc for that one because it's it's i think they're almost almost parallels you know i uh, know parallel sorry almost mirror 
like you know the one is trying to retain his humanity and the other one is going further and further down it there was a great book called broken city that was about killer croc um apparently eating some victims and uh it, it, it kind of delved into that little darker side of uh of gotham i thought it was quite interesting because you couldn't you couldn't do it with marvel you can do it with marvel but it just seems a bit more heavy-handed okay now that we've so like mark is going with batman are you mark well it depends what mood i'm in yeah because again spider-man is like my go-to he's your boy <laughs> he's my boy I don't know. It depends. It depends on my mood. I guess we have to pay, maybe t- make the unanimous decision of being on the <laughs> fence about both. Yeah. Uh, and like, but that's certainly it, isn't it? It's like when you look at um, someone like you know, even though he's the archetype for every superhero, Superman is his rogues gallery is pretty weak in comparison to Batman and, and Spider Man. Yeah. But when they do something interesting with Superman, they really do something interesting with Superman. You know, um, it isn't all just Zod and Ursa and none. It's, um, you've got characters like Parasite and Metallo. You've got um, newer characters that have come into the fold as well. It's, I think the best thing about Superman is whenever they present it with something that's... It's it's hard to gauge Superman, isn't it? It's always hard because you're... Um, he, he he can you know depending on the writer and, and his situation he can crush planets with his hands you know and it's about it's the opposite of the hulk isn't it it's you can't how do you how do you make that work how do you make that fathomable it's that thing though it's like brainiac is fantastic luther's fantastic and then i like parasite and, i always forget about luther and metallo uh but oh uh, doomsday's okay because he's just a knockoff hulk after that, I would struggle to name another Superman villain. Kryptonite. What? No, oh, Mr. 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 Pitalik. Yeah, sorry. And I like him because I like to think of... Uh, Get his name yeah, wrong. Yeah, I can't say his name. <laughs> it's just random letters. Uh, but What about Bizarro? Oh, I'm Bizarro. I always forget about Bizarro. But like, I like the thing with Mr. Mimunu, uh, that uh, he's also the impossible man. I like I like that headcanon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, who would you say are your favourite villains in comic books, then? Like individuals? Individuals. Uh, Craven the Hunter is one of my favourites. Craven's mm. good. I really like um, the ulti- Ultimate Spider-Man version of Craven. Yeah. Like, he's, I mean, he's still very much Craven the Hunter, but the spin they put on it is he's this celebrity, not wild man, but like... He's like an extreme version of Steve Irwin. <laughs> I was going to say, is he like Steve Irwin, but perverse? And he's going to put his is fingers... He's like a reality so... TV star. Well, I've caught the Spider-Man, now I'm going to pop my thumb right up his ass. <laughs> 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 that should really piss him off. <laughs> I haven't read that issue. <laughs> I think that's one of Ricky's fan fiction issues. Yeah, Craven's last hunt ended really weirdly. <laughs> yeah, he ended up on South Park as Steve Irwin. Yeah, so Craven, any others, Keith? Herman Schultz. Cool. I love Herman. Yeah. Herman's a great guy. Herman. Good guy, Herman. <laughs> you got to tell our listeners who Herman is, because otherwise we're nope. not, they're not going to know. Nope. No, we don't. Just Herman <laughs> Schultz. Because me, me and Ricky were like that in one of the live streams, and we were just saying, yeah, Herman's a great guy. Yeah, Herman's awesome. He's, he's misunderstood. Yeah, he's wearing a quilt, for God's sake. Yeah. Can't be that bad of a guy. He just wants to have a lie in. <laughs> Come on, let's see if we could get uh, Kieran up to five villains then. So that's two. Uh, so you got Craven the, 
Craven Sherman Holtz. Sherman Holtz. Sherman Holtz. His brother, the um, Gasper. <laughs> um, I quite like Sinister. I like Mr. Sinister. Yeah. I think I like his him visually more than like any storylines stick out for me. Yeah, there were some interesting ones in the 90s, I think. With yeah, Sinister. and there's all the Gambit stuff that's really interesting. But at the same time, it is more the, the design of Sinister that stands out rather than stories for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's more the concept of him, as well. Maybe his great stories have just haven't been written yet. Is all. He's just in. Uh, he's just in holding for that, that epic. Okay, so we're up to three. Can Kieran name two more oh, comic Kieran. villains? Uh, so... Deathstroke, I imagine. Uh, yeah, Death. Death. Yeah, you did beat me to it. Uh, <laughs> Deathstroke is one, because you know, big fan of Deadpool, big fan of Deathstroke. <laughs> you know, big fan of Deadpool. <laughs> big big fan of the Wilsons. And last one, Key. Right, so Warhammer 40k is now in the Marvel Universe, right? Because they've released Marvel <laughs> Comics. Well, yeah. In the grim dark future. So what you're talking about is yeah. every character in 40k. Oh no 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 just one, just just one. Corn. Ricky knows. The Emperor. Nope. Magnus. Nope. Papa Noodle. it's the guy that we got. I hate oh. him. Every time Loga we looked at the books. Yeah, exactly. There we go. So keep yeah, I'm not gonna. That. I'm not gonna count that <laughs> because that's from the game itself. Um, good. I like Sabretooth, but at the same time, I wouldn't say mm. he's like in top five. But I wouldn't say Mr. Sinister's in my top five either. Well, then you've only done three <laughs> so far. Then. No, he's back down. You're going backwards, here. You take. You take right, things off. You're doing that way. Uh, I, I'm gonna right. Uh, Mr. Sinister, I'll swap with Doctor Doom. Okay. Because Doctor Doom is just a great character. Me and Ricky have been talking about him. Quite a bit lately. I'm gonna say Rasputin from Hellboy. Ooh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Left field. What man. about you then, Mark? Oh, I don't really do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do homework. <laughs> well, the thing is, what came, what comes to mind when we were talking about Craven and like the Ultimate Spider-Man one is I'm more a big fan of alternate versions of characters. Yeah. So like. We we know we know all the bad guys. We know their story. We know how they look. But then what I love about the Ultimate Comics is they sort of they redesign them. They redo their backstories and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of them, uh, for example, Venom and Carnage, they weren't alien symbiotes. They were they were experimental medical procedures to to combat cancer cells, and it just sort of got out of hand. Yeah, as as they do. Uh, but I just thought it was really cool and interesting. And then it was, uh, I want to say it was Kurt Connors, who uh, was it, was it him? I don't know. He was uh, experimenting with Parker's blood and created Carnage from that. Mm. I could be wrong. I'm sure someone will correct me. I haven't read it in a long time. I haven't read it was all of you read the entire Ultimates run, didn't you? At uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man run, though. So yeah, it's great. But um. Individual bad guys, uh, Megamind <laughs> is one. I mean, he's kind of like a grey area bad guy, but he's always fun. If you're going to say that, you could probably do the Punisher. Yeah, you could do the Punisher. Punisher. He's not the hero. Or, or Deadpool. Yeah. I did say, well, they um, both debuted as villains. Actually, I've got two for movies, right? So the first one is uh, Sylar from Heroes. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, he was good. But mainly because it was an incredible application of a very boring superpower. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know if you remember, his superpower was... Um, oh, what was it? It was... He could uh, he could understand people's powers. No, he could understand how things work. Yeah, his his superpower was perceptive comprehension. So he can just look at something, see how it works, and like just know everything, know it, you know. So yeah. when he was when he was killing people and he was cutting their heads in half, he was actually just looking to see how their brain works, and then able to replicate the power that that those people had. I love. That bit in Heroes where Claire is finally being caught by Sila and she's managed to cut his he's managed to cut her head open and she's laying there and he's looking at her brain and he he's working it out and she goes, So how how's this work? or something and he says she goes she implies that she thinks he's gonna eat her brain and he goes, What do you think I'm gonna do, Claire? Eat your brain? That's disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, I I always find that super interesting. I loved yeah. that first season of Heroes as well. It was just yeah. Such yeah. a shame that it didn't live up to that going forward. That first season was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. The like the second half. Uh, sorry, first half of the second season was enjoyable. It was definitely a dip, but um, it had enough weird extras like Baby uh, Matt Parkman and and whatnot to keep it going. But you're right. The the writer strike thing killed it. Then didn't it really? I mean, they uh, they just had to rush through it. Um, I did. I don't even think I finished season three. No, you're right. Siler is uh, is an interesting character. Is that the one where they go back to feudal Japan? Um, yeah, I think that was halfway through season two. I think it was the second half of season two. I think. Again, it's been years now. Talking about like um TV shows that started great and ended. I've been trying to get Kieran to watch Lost because we started watching the Honest trailer <laughs> for Lost. That's a that's a great way to sell it to him. No, but like we started watching the Honest trailer and. When they were going on about the early part of Lost, it was like, oh no, don't don't watch this. I, I, I got him to turn off the Honest trailer before we got into too much spoilers. Because like, it reminded me how good season one to four of Lost was. And that is still yeah. worth watching. Mm. But then you have to watch the rest of them just to finish the show. And then you've got a great, ba- you've got a great villain in that, in Ben. I know as it went on, it went a bit weird. But Ben was a fantastic villain. I can't and remember you too have much lost of Lost. Entirely. What about you then, Adam? Uh, I got my second one. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah, wow. <laughs> we went off track as <laughs> usual and I wasn't sure. Right, my, my second one, and it, and it's his superpowers are sort of like basic telekinesis, but it's uh, Andrew from Con- uh, from Chronicle. Yeah. You, you seen that movie? Yeah, that was really good. What I love about it is that everyone thinks if they get superpowers, they're going to be a hero. But you're not. Like, is this the same with like? Oh, if I was a Jedi, I'd be the best Jedi ever. No, you wouldn't. You would gradually mm. fall to the dark side. And this is what happens to to Andrew. Yeah. Like, it just keeps going wrong for him, and the abuses that he get, and it's and it's just a slippery slope, and he and he cracks, and everyone will crack at some point if they had his powers. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, that that no Chronicle. If you haven't seen it, Kieran, uh, Ricky, you out of Kieran's watch actually the. It is very. It's worth a watch. It's uh. It's clever. Um. No, you're right. I think it's that thing, isn't it? It's this deconstructing the superhero. Just because you got superpowers doesn't mean that you're gonna, you know, wear wear a flag on your uh, on your chest and be morally true all the time. But it's again, it's it's the application of his powers. So the powers that they got was just telekinesis. 
but at the same time there's a, there's a scene where one of them calls his two friends he's like oh come look at this and he's just flying around and they're like how are you doing that and he said oh, i'm just levitating myself yeah yeah you don't have to just float around rocks and shit. you just float yourself and now now i can fly it was it was just really cool uh telekinesis is the best superpower ever basically because you can do whatever you want with it i mean it's obviously a it's a make-believe concept anyway really but you can hold off the techno organic virus eating your body totally can create oxygen bubbles you can put milk first in a cup without using your hands <laughs> no nope, that never happens that's the one thing that disproves your scientific theory there as well because it just wouldn't work. <laughs> That's the one thing that would fall apart. It would make the space collapse in upon itself if you tried to use telekinesis to make tea wrong. That's what you don't think would happen, Adam. Nope, I know it. <laughs> this so is my I'm second universe. Thank you very much. Adam's number one pick now for his villain is Kieran for his tea-making abilities. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's your third choice, Trenton? Um, well, I said Megamind, didn't I? Uh, I always enjoy... Oh, Syndrome. I love Syndrome. Mm. Syndrome was yeah. the best. Is he really a bad guy, though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, kind he of. tried to hurt a baby. No, he didn't. An indestructible rage monster, <laughs> but... He wanted to take the baby to raise as his own, to be his sidekick. Yeah, that's called that's called brainwashing. That's that's hurting. No, Syndrome is cool. But you always tell me to wash my hands. Why are you trying to hurt me, Adam? I'm trying to make sure you don't hurt me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, you shouldn't confess that on like on like a uh, thing. I don't wash my hands all no, the time. I, Adam tells me I have no, to. No, I do wash my hands all the time. No, it's just no, I do. that you. I do all the time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I can't backtrack now. Never mind. No, can't. Yeah, you, you should have done the disclaimer like I did, Rick, at the beginning of just denying all allegations. No, uh, just everyone knows not to listen to Adam. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so syndrome. Who's not a bad guy? Yeah, good guy syndrome. And uh, I really enjoyed Ultron, actually. Like, I haven't read a ton of Ultron comics, but I thoroughly enjoyed him in the movie. Yeah. It, it was oh, it was just incredible. I was thinking that. I was like, no, 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 that's not that good. But I, that, I was realizing, I was thinking I was thinking the Ultron bots. But you know, you're right, uh, David, uh, not David, James Spader. <laughs> David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> I would I mean, enjoy that even more. <laughs> that would have been an interesting take on Ultron. Uh... <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think uh, James Spader definitely made that character just, just work so well. Like, he was great all the way through it but easily my yeah. favorite scene was when he first comes out into the you know the in stark tower and he comes out in that like skeleton robot yeah oh, yeah the, the classic no strings on me uh scene it was, it was the best yeah. <laughs> and then he made himself a real body and went and worked for dunder mifflin yeah yeah oh yes yeah i haven't got that far i forgot about that <laughs> so you're saying that the uh, the american office is the mcu in the future Mm-hmm. I can I can buy that. Ugh, I'd buy that for a Future dollar. Future Reed Richard works out as well. <laughs> Possible. We Future hope. Reed Richards. Yeah. Yes. We can only hope. I would love to see Creed as Mister Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably. I think he's. He was really old when The Office was on. He was like touching seventy then, so he's probably in his eighties now. All right, Adam. What you got? Uh, was that was that four? I thought you only did four. He done the alternate versions as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but don't forget, I, I told you beforehand I didn't do my homework. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> You're lucky you got four. 
Well, first one you you said that about uh, casting. The first one I was going to say is Bane, because you were talking we were talking about um, how characters like Doomsday, for example, um, they can be they can be underwhelming. But Bane, he's he's an interesting one because although you know he appeared in Nightfall to begin with, he, his plan to beat Batman was to have everyone else beat Batman before he turned up and went snap, you know, when the when the guy was battered. And that's not that's not proof that he's his physical prowess is. He obviously physically is powerful, but he wanted to make sure that there was no chance of um, of Batman beating him. So he, even though he was physically more powerful than Batman, he wanted to make sure that Batman had no chance of pulling an ace out of his sleeve or anything like that, a bat ace out of his sleeve. But um, I remember Dave Batista was talking about um, back in his early days when he was still, uh, I think he was wrestling at the time. He turned up for some reason at Warner Brothers. And he met with the guys that like do the Batman movies, apparently, and just said, I want to be Bane. And they were like, sure, buddy. And they just showed him the door. <laughs> but I think he could be an interesting Bane. But no, B- Bane is definitely an interesting, interesting one because he isn't just, he's more than anybody else. He's not just about his physical prowess. I've seen he's... Batman and Robin. He just says Bane. Bane. <laughs> That's my favorite version of Bane as well, Adam. <laughs> The scrawnier version, though, right? Not the actual big bulky dude. Oh well, yeah, of course. I don't know. I like. Um, yeah, but the I scrawny mean... version is just Adam in a mask, right? Yes, right. <laughs> in Adam in his pajamas. I like. Uh, I like Tom Hardy's version of Bane, and I called that as well, like years before it actually happened. Not Tom Hardy, but Bane being in those films. Yeah, no, I think Bane's really cool. Uh, Rose Tattoo from the Wildstorm universe is an interesting one, because she's uh, she's one of these uh, death incarnate. She's the killer of killers type of thing, you know, and um, it's it's one of those characters where you try it's it's that it's the writing thing, you know, trying to work out how do you write in a villain that can't be stopped, and uh, she does get stopped. Rose Tattoo is an interesting one. Um, I don't want to do too many in like the same universe. I would say pro, uh, same universes. I would say I haven't really thought of a Spider-Man one. I tried settling a one, but I just couldn't. It's the spot, isn't it? It is the spot, yeah, definitely. I love the spot. No, that that, that I don't know what what issue it was. Uh, that issue of Spider-Man where Batman's uh, Spider where Spider-Man's trying to be like Batman, and he comes dangling down in his like very McFarlane-y. He comes down in all of his webs, and he goes, "I am the Spider." I think he's terrifying the spot. That is really funny. I like. I guess uh, I'd probably say if I'm talking about uh, like a Spidey villain, it'd probably be Craven because of the ends. Uh, not the ends of the earth. Um, Grim Hunt. That really. I thought that was such a heavy. Even though it's not really him, it's his family. But it brought him back into the mix and it made him angry again. And I thought he was pretty cool. I'm just trying to think what else. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to go through the different types of uh, the different books. I I won't say the character's actual name because it's it's kind of a spoiler. Even though it's an older book now. It'll uh, mean people can read into it. The adversary from the Fables books uh, is a very interesting villain because you can see his path to villainy. He's just trying to make things work. But then the more power he attains, the more he realizes he has to enforce it with an iron grip. So he creates a villain. He is somebody else and he creates a villain. But then by doing that, he just puts all of the fable universe uh, worlds under his uh his control and has to rule it with an iron fist and um you, it, it, if you read the books it does reveal who the adversary is but it's much more interesting if you read into it yourselves 
I'm trying to think. I'm trying to stay with comic books. Okay, so you've got Marvel. You've done Wildstorm, you said, yeah? Fables is Vertigo, so that's also loosely DC. So you haven't done a proper DC. You haven't done any Image or Dark Horse. Did I not? I did Bane. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, did, I didn't realise you... I blanked Bane, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nobody leaves Baney in the corner. Terrible. Um, yeah. That was bad, and you should feel bad, Adam. <laughs> also, the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. Uh, just someone, someone. I, I've had, a, I've had a bunch in my mind. You know, when you, when you think, oh, this will be the one, and then you realise, no, it's there's probably other ones out there you want to mention as well. I forgot to mention the Bizarros. Yeah. Not any. Well, I guess actual Bizarro is probably the best, but the idea of the Bizarros are just. It's just so funny. And you can do anything with them as well, can't you? Yeah, I mean, they're just like opposites and things like things like the the Bat logo on Batzaro's upside down. His pockets are upside down and they're open and flapping around. It's just funny. Uh, his eye beams are cold and his breath is hot. Yep. <laughs> Bat Batzaro is the, the world am what is it? I am uh, we am's worst detective. Number one worst detective or something. Also things like uh Bizarro World, it's not round. It's a, it's a cube. Yep. Amazing. Um, my last one would be, I don't even know why I didn't think of it before, uh, would probably be, I want, I want to say the Predator, but they aren't really villains as such. It counts, I think. Yeah? I, I, I don't know, I'm torn between Xenomorphs and Predators. I think I like the Predators as some sort of antagonist middle, uh, but the Xenomorphs are always, you know, uh, you would think that you there's only so many stories you can tell with Xenomorphs, but there's always there are only a certain amount of stories. There's only like, there's only like eight. That's too many. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say maybe my last choice is Xenomorphs, uh, the from the Dark Dark Horse run. Let's see what uh, Marvel does with them as well. I'm sure they'll uh, you know breathe some new breathe some new light into the uh, the books as well. But there we go. Those are my choices. Okay, so um. I'll go start then with uh, well I was gonna go Doctor Doom because I think Doctor Doom is probably one of the best villains in comic books, but Kieran said him so I'll, uh, that saved me having to speak about Doctor Doom. Suck it, Rick. <laughs> uh, Spider Man wise, I'm gonna go with Doc Ock. I just love the fact that it's that weird thing whereas like all of Spider Man's villains are somehow super strong and all of the especially the animal themed ones. I've got something like that. He's just a really intelligent guy who accidentally fused some stupid arms to him. And I love that just before Superior Spider-Man, they showed that he'd ruined his body because even though he was, he's got these arms and he would go and fight people with them, the body was still that of, like, what, a pudgy 50-odd-year-old man? So, like, yeah. he... He'd taken beat it. He'd taken pun- a punch from the Hulk at one point, and that's what would had yeah. caused him to be like so crippled at the end of um of like Spider Man just after Ends of the Earth, I guess, just before um Superior Spider Man, and he was basically in a in a sarcophagus going around the place, wasn't he? With yeah, it was yeah, it was like a huge iron lung. Yeah, wasn't is is he still like? Because he's back again, isn't he? Is he still in that island? No, no, he's got a clone of Peter's body. Ah. So he's got, he's actually got powers now. He's got spider powers and tentacles. See, that's the, that's the, um, the Superior Spider-Man was a good concept. I, I mean, I said before I was angry at the idea because I knew it wouldn't last. 
but that's the perfect way of allowing it to go that way is it's the continuation of the idea i like i love i hated how they got there but it was just like with one more day hated like it it still galls me when i was explaining one more day to kieran the other day and saying that yeah so peter's soul is sold to the devil basically and it just goes against everything that you'd expect of peter parker and like you wouldn't expect that may and mary jane would want him to do that either yeah i know but what came from it was good like with brand new day i really like brand new day and everything but one more day they needed to find a better way to do it than peter selling his soul to the devil especially it's a bit of a slap in the face because it's a scientist doing it as well as a guy who lives in science yeah and like kieran we were talking when we were watching um the raimi films is that none of the movies have really shown how intelligent peter is because like there's a bit in in one of the comics i've read like they've all often had things like uh like no when amadeus cho was going around the world telling everyone he was the seventh smartest man on the planet and stuff and yeah. there's and hank pym when he comes back from secret invasion says oh you're down to eight now because i wasn't on the planet but there's a scene in a spider-man comic or an avengers comic where peter shows hank his web shooters and he's like these are really impressive how, how did you come up with this and he says oh, i built them when i was 15 in my bedroom <laughs> and it just shows how resourceful and intelligent peter was and he created the yep. adhesive so i just i want to stop you there i you've gotten into pashing on Spider-Man. i know I, w- I did catch it and i was gonna go back so like <laughs> yeah so um <laughs> uh dark Ock um would be one then i'm gonna go over to the x-men and uh see is does magneto <laughs> still count because he's next yeah. man again now and he's like i'm bad but guy i'm good guy i'm bad guy but villain when he's a villain he's a villain you can understand his reasoning and that's yep. what makes him a great villain well, that's that's his genesis, isn't it? I mean, he is Malcolm X. I know, I know that for us this isn't new news, but he is Malcolm X. So he isn't. He's an extremist with a an almost almost a valid point of view. I mean, boiling it down, it's a valid point of view, not the extra, extermination of human race. It's the allowing of his species to flourish. So no, I think Magneto's uh, a good choice. Yeah, I do like all the silly X Men villains as well. You know, like Mojo and stuff like that. And like we mentioned, Sinister, um, Apocalypse has got really cool backstory, but I don't think his his powers make any sense. It's like okay, so what's what's really put good about him? Is it that he's got celestial armor, or or is he that strong of a mutant? But I won't get into that. Um. So yeah, Magneto for just that. Then if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say the Governor in The Walking Dead, because yeah. again, on the surface, to the people of Woodbury, he was he was a hero. He was keeping people out. He was getting, he was providing them a comfortable lifestyle. Yeah, he was entertaining them, distracting them. Yeah, and then to the outside, he was a hot. To the outsiders, he was vile, and he was such a good villain. You love to hate him. He was mm. a horrible person, but you could see why people were behind him at the same time. Whereas when you yeah. got to Negan, Negan was just a bully, and he he was he didn't have that reason. And he got away like, with it too. You had no reason to. No, when he's melting people's faces with irons, his followers because 
they've said something about him there's no reason why like because he surrounded himself with strong people why then watching watching stuff like that wouldn't just band against him whereas yeah. the governor was being charismatic and so the people around him so he got them to follow him that way whilst he was still a vile person so like that's i guess that's the difference between negan and the governor and that's why i prefer the governor yeah that flip that when when michonne gets uh, her revenge and he becomes the mutilated victim quote unquote that just it's just perfect it's a perfect ah oh, you know you bastard moment because we know the truth but it makes him seem more like the victim to the people that actually followed him it was so satisfying yeah. yeah. When I saw in the comic shop the action figures, I hadn't read Walking Dead at this point. And I, I knew who some of the characters were. I knew Rick, I knew Michonne, I knew some of the other characters. And I was wondering why. Michonne, of course, had a katana. I was wondering why she had a power drill. A spoon. And a, and spoon. a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what's that about? And then I read it and was like, I'm going to get this action figure because I know what the spoon's about. <laughs> the governor, because he was just that good of a villain. So what was that? So Doc Ock, Magneto, the governor. Um, since you guys went to films and stuff. Uh, film version of like Killmonger again because he's a relatable person, you understand. Yeah. Um, he's got legitimate reasons for why he why he's against them. And then um the coach of the hawks from the mighty ducks. <laughs> Gotta go for the W Gordon. <laughs> comic book. Uh... Comic book coach from Mighty Ducks. No, um, let's go with uh, Raish. Yeah, just in Batman in general. Uh, loved the Liam Neeson version of him. Um, loved the comic book version of him. It's good in the uh, Arkham City as well. Yeah, and he just. Whereas I know joker is the more famous he's just got a bit more depth to him than than the joker yeah he's he's also he's he is a lot more nuanced the problem with the joker is he's the perfect rebootable character the reason why the joker has longevity is because the writers will just that is just written into him that he will reinvent himself and that's just a cheat code basically for the writers (laughs) to do whatever they want but i love there's a i think there's a bit in um I don't know for sure if it was incorporated or it might have been in a more recent issue of Batman, but uh, Robin goes to hang out with Talia and I think it's Teen Titans actually. And I'm pretty sure Raish is there. I, I, I might be confusing things, but basically Raish is just there and he's, he's like the grandfather to, to uh, Damien as he should be, but he's still Raish. So he's, he's up, upright and he goes, hello there grandson or something like that. You know, hello there, hello there boy. And, uh, and Robin uh, Damien is just like the snot-nosed brat. He goes, "Hello, grandfather." Like he doesn't want to have anything to do with them because they, you know, they're basically like a warring family, you know. But um, he he has a lot of sides without breaking without breaking the character. I think. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, I just think that is a he's a good villain for Batman as well. Mm. And then I'm just thinking of other ones like Thunderbolt Ross is great. Which version? Like TV, a movie version <laughs> or a comic book? Um, I like the comic book version that he hates the Hulk so much and wants to put a stop to the Hulk that he turns himself into a, into a Hulk. It, it's great. Yeah. Um, I think that's an example of his his edict as well. It's the whole might makes right. 
as long as he's in the right hands, and he believes he has the right hands. I did want to say, like, um, the old guy, or Lotso Hugging Bear from Toy Story, or the old guy from Up, they are both great villains as well. Mance, is it? That uh, might be right, yeah. That, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, because, like, come on, wouldn't you love to be an old man with an army of dogs that could fly by planes and stuff? Sounds like an amazing I'd life. I'd rather not be an old man. <laughs> no, when you are an old man. <laughs> not like, oh, you've got to become an old man. <laughs> it's already happening anyway to all of us. Shut up, Adam. <laughs> what? I am at the point now where I don't have to refer to my, my knees as left and right. It's good and bad. <laughs> you know my bad knee? Yes. We did go out and ask to ask people to tell us who their favourite characters uh, villains were and we did have one reply from Chris he sent us so like if you go and check out our uh, our Facebook page he sent us a photo of his tattoo which is um, a bat symbol and then it's got the Bane mask and uh, laughing all around it so I'm guessing he was telling us that Bane and the Joker were his favourites or Batman main Joker. I got a couple of extras as well. So I put it on this uh, Enjoy Your Comics group that a lot of people at work are on. And there's a couple. I'll, I'll go through them. So one guy says... This guy this guy's called Atticus. Uh, he says, Killer Croc based solely on his, on his issue of Joker's Asylum. I haven't read it, but it looks pretty interesting. Mm. Have you guys read it? I haven't. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, Alright, moving on. Uh, he said, but also Gentleman Ghost for his style and how he uses his power set. The Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon uh, was my intro to that guy. Yes, same with me. I was just about to say, like the only thing I know about Brave, uh, Gentleman Ghost is Brave and the Bold and that's like, I know like the 90s cartoon is like the best but that is my favourite Batman cartoon. <laughs> How does he use his power set? Um, he, I don't know. He's just um. Because I'm I'm not familiar with him. Well, I I know who he is, but I haven't really read anything or seen anything. I haven't really read anything with him. So, but like in the show, he just comes across as like a gentleman vill- villain, like old vaudeville villain, or something like that. He's a ghost, and it's usually in the episodes when Dead Man shows up or something along those lines. But like just. The Batman, the Brave and the Bold is a great show to, for all of the weird villains that they use throughout it, not just... Yeah, he's, he, that is basically a shtick. He, he can, um, he can't, he's a, he, well, originally he wasn't a ghost, but he, um, he, they've, years down the line, they've, they've retconned it, so that he is a ghost, and he's basically like the villainous version of Dead Man. He will, he'll possess people so that they can commit the crimes, and obviously his personality shows through, so... And he's got a top hat, moniker, and a cane, but he hasn't got a face. <laughs> so, uh, another one. Jamie says, Brian Azzarello, because I hate his writing. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to reply to that one. That's fine. He says, he says uh, okay, real answer, although I really do hate Brian Azzarello's work, is Lincoln Red Crow from Sculpt. I don't know if you guys have read that. 
No, no, I know the book though. He's a great example of a villain who is horrible, who's not exactly a monster. He is someone who started out good and became increasingly corrupt over time. His motivations are nuanced, which is also welcome in villains, especially in comic books. Yeah, I think the best are really. Um, any more? No, that was it. Uh, if we're chucking out uh, other villains, just a, a um, an honourable mention, even though it's not a comic book, uh, is Clarence Bodica from 1987's Robocop. What, Red? <laughs> yeah. I, it's just, he's just quotable. He's he's not he's not physically... Uh, he's he's an everyman. He can hold himself in a fight. Obviously, he's, you know, he can, he's... He leads a band of psychopaths and murderers. He's a he's a he's a horrible bad guy himself. But and f- so physically, he doesn't have to be a muscular man. He's just a villain, and he's he's quotable. He's not relatable, of course, at all. He's just the bad guy that you want to steer clear of. But he looks like red. <laughs> so um, that made me think of Foreman being the worst. So who do you think is the worst villain in any medium? Plastic Man. Plastic Man's not a villain. I thought he. Uh, I thought Plastic Man started off as a burglar. Yeah, but oh, Plastic yeah, yeah. Man as Plastic Man isn't was never a villain. He became a good guy. That's why I'm saying he's a terrible villain. Oh, hey, hey. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, you got us there. <laughs> I I would say if I'm if I'm choosing somebody really quickly, Doctor Light because of his uh, his past crimes and his uh, doing identity crisis. Yeah, that was horrible. But um. I meant like, you know, like Topher Grace's Venom. <laughs> or is it Christopher Eccleston oh. as Mal- Malekith? Oh, you should you should clarify. <laughs> oh, Kevin Spacey. As Kevin Spacey. Yeah. <laughs> as Kevin Spacey. <laughs> like saying, uh, another good villain that in that Baby Driver is Jamie Foxx's Bats. So, uh, do you want to do the, the tags, Adam? No. I, I actually, I'm bursting for a pee, I can't think. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I've, dr- I've just finished a whole cup of tea and a whole bottle of juice while we've been chatting, and I'm like, uh, uh, okay, so... this is Justice League, it's Justice League, just a podcast. Okay, you know this is just holding us up and making you wait for the toilet a bit longer, right? That's fine, I can wait. I just can't concentrate on saying things about tags and stuff. Okay, so Adam's head is so big, he wishes his bladder was that big. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I do. So you can follow us on Facebook, the Justice League Podcast, or on Twitter, Justice League Po, Instagram at Justice League Podcast, um, or you know just follow us around the streets of Swansea and other things that start open back up. And Adam's head is so big that it served as headquarters for the Legion of Doom. It did. <laughs> it was uncomfortable, <laughs> and nobody wiped their feet. And that's how Adam got lice. <laughs> no, that's how Adam got Lex. Yeah. Ooh, ah, no. Good one. <laughs> ah, got a bad case of the brainiacs. Also, remember, guys, milk first. <laughs>